This uh, talk we're going to learn um, was actually um, uh, discovered after Gimel Tammuz. Um, it's a very powerful uh, sicha. The Rebbe explains the um, it was edited by the Rebbe. Um, the Yiddish version was edited by the Rebbe. And Rebbe explains in this talk six of the 12 Torah passages. 12 Torah passages um, are uh, fundamental passages of Torah that the Rebbe encouraged everyone to memorize, especially children. The beginning of the book of Ecclesiastes says, air, 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 says Ecclesiastes, everything is air. And the Talmud explains what is the air that he's referring to, referring to the breath of children. Children, the whole world exists because of the breath of children, therefore it's so important for children to say words of Torah. But in this talk, um, the Rebbe explains the inner meaning of these six Torah passages in a very simple way, but in a very deep way. And it's, as we'll see, it's not at all uh, just for children only. Let's go. Yudua, b'chol l'kol inyone shalag b'yemen. Akashem shnei g'deli ha'atnoyim ha'anhigi yisob b'zmanem b'kiva r'avshim ha'yuchoy. Lag b'yemen is a day which is connected to two great sages of the Talmud, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon. Asher b'hesem, l'tiriosem, adachaseem, ha'yiroshem, ha'sholonu, ma'asnagim, b'yisob b'chol m'kusimah z'chazmanem, ha'yibis b'shech t'skein. Based upon the, the Torah that they taught and the lessons that they gave us, the Jewish people in all places and all times live their lives until Mashiach will come. They both are connected to the Lag Bemer. They both have all different kinds of virtues, different things they did, different things that they instructed, but they have a connection to Lag Bemer. And uh, they taught Torah to the Jewish people and instructed their students how to live their lives. And let's see what they have to do with Lag Bemer, what they have to do with us. Ice base. Explain their connection to Lag the Gemara tells us this is the day that a major change happened to the students at Rabbi Akiva. It wasn't a change in Rabbi Akiva himself, rather it was a change in students. The Gemara says until the day of Lagbaimer, the world was desolate. And on Lagbaimer, there was a change by Rabbi Kiva having a new brand, new kind of students, new students who rebuilt the world. And they caused the world to become a world of Judaism, a world of Torah, a world of goodness. And this also influences and changes the nations of the world. It says that the students of Rabbi Kiva didn't show respect for each other. And that's why they, uh, they passed away. Huh? Yeah, that's they died. And never doesn't say that there was a change in Rabbi Kiva, but if you think about it, Rabbi Kiva himself, um, the very same day that uh, all the students passed away, he started uh, after 33 days of, of having seen 700 funerals a day, which was the amount of funerals they had in, in, in France and Spain during the height of uh, Corona. After that tremendous tragedy, he goes the next, that day of Lagba Imra, and he rebuilds, he goes, oh, where there's new students, and he goes to, to, uh, to make, to, to start again. 
possessed an unbelievable thing in Rabbi Kiva himself. But regarding the end user experience, uh, Rabbi Kiva's students until that point did not survive. They weren't the, the kind of student that would build the world. The new students, uh, which among them was Rabbi Shema Yochai, the Mayor of Al-Nas, the Bar-Eloi, those are the ones who, who, um, who brought the world to be a world a place of goodness and Judaism and, and influenced the world. There's 12,000 pairs. Those famous names were part of the pairs. They weren't part of the pairs. All those pairs died. They were the new ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Five. One of them was a Shimba Yechayim. Don't talk about the all star team. Yes. Why did Rabbi Akiva assess students? What's the point of the I gave a class about this on, on, on Sunday. Uh, text me, I'll send no problem. I'll text me, I'll send, I'll send you a link to it. Um, so, so quick and good, Ashbi, Agbeim Retevis Makam Ikribechayev. Also, for Ashbi, Agbeim was a major day in his life. Super Zipra Zera Kodesh, Agbeim, Yahyachim, Tamida, Vamar, Lamashim, Zegal, Yilma, Liri, Ungam, Kremukumateresh, because there's Chaim, Rabba Chaim, and Yim. The Rashbi said, I'm going to share with you and reveal to you things today that are so deep that I've never revealed to you anything like this. Things from the Torah, which is called the Torah of life. The reason that the Torah is called the Torah of life, because the Torah gives us instruction on how to live our lives. So he's telling them very deep stuff, and yet things which are very, very practical. The Rebbe Rashad actually put it this way. He said that whatever the Rebbe Yochai taught his students until they have Lagbemer was nothing compared to Lagbemer. Lagbemer was the main revelation of, of Rashad Yochai was and they passed away. The last words of Rashad Yochai taught were on the verse God commanded his blessing of life forever. So that, that Pasa conveys that God gives us blessings and things that we need. He gives us life in a simple sense. And life in a more deeper sense. To live a life you need to live. The way Jews supposed to live. Life which is called a life worth living. A life of truth. And how should this life be? How long should this life be? It should be forever. For all places and all times. So Shpi taught things in this day which are very deep, very practical, and very, um, how should I say this, very bountiful. These things he taught them were bring blessing to everything a person needs. To live his life in the way a Jew is supposed to live, and to and and not just for that time, for every place and every time. Okay, so those are the two tzaddikim which are associated with this day. Oh, next page. The purpose of mentioning these things, not in order to commemorate something that happened in the past. Rather, this is about education. About educating yourself and educating everyone around you. To learn how to live in a daily life, both regards to yourself and regards to others. 
This is especially relevant to children. Sorry. It's very relevant to students. Who are students? Both students in the simple sense. Little boys and girls. And it's also relevant to students in the more broader sense. Which means all human beings. Every person, Rebbe says, must learn something new every day. Or that your days should be complete days and full days. Full of Judaism, full of goodness, full of full of righteousness. How can they be that way? It's by being a student, by learning something new every day. So on this day, when you today you learn something new, who are you? You're a student. You're a student compared to who you were yesterday. You're a student who has educated yourself. And you also influenced your surroundings to add in all goodness and, Jew- and Jewishness. This is what we learn from the examples of those who are connected like Bamer from Shemir Yechoi and the Bekir, as we shall see. This, is, this educates both those who are very young. The Gantanamidis also educates those who are very um, young in knowledge, meaning they don't know too, too much. How to continue to learn. So we're going to learn from Rashim Yechoi and from Yerkiva things that are relevant to um, everyone. And this, we're going to learn, is going to bring us blessing. Blessing in all areas of life, both to live life in a deeper way and in a way that we can continue with this and, and live our lives forever all the coming months and years. Um, I'm going to paraphrase the next part of the Sikha. Uh, there's a great mission and great merit and great responsibility that students have. Students in, in general are similar to the students of Rabbi Akiva. Students have the ability to build the world. The world by itself without the students is called, in language of Gemara, it's called desolate. But to make the world the way it's supposed to, just like in that time, it says before the students of Yekiva, they, they left, the world was desolate until the new students came. They weren't, the, they weren't learning the right way. So the same way uh, students have to know they're a great responsibility, they could build the world. Through the students, the deepest concepts in Torah, the most profound and most influential concepts in Torah are delivered. And through the students, these concepts are reach, reach out to other people. In other words, but we wouldn't get anything from them without their students. So the students, the ones who really convey the message. So if we are students, we are influential in the sense that you are a student of the Rebbe. Because of you, the Rebbe's words are, 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 are reach other people, reach, reach the world. So we, so, uh, we see that Rebbe Shem uh uh, reached the highest level of his life in the day of his passing, he, he chose to um, use that day, as he said himself, to reveal more things that uh, he knew before. But he said, although I knew these things before, they were hidden in my heart. And now is the time that, that I want to reveal them to my students. Why? In order they should be written down and be given over to the next generation. So that's 
the idea of education. True education is not just meant to add knowledge to those who are educated. Rather, it's meant in order they should translate what they learned into action and that what they learned should influence the way they act, that they should actually live in a good new, new way. And this mission, this merit, these powers were given to students of Rabbi Kiva and then to students of Shimba Yuchoi. And they gave these powers to their, all their students and, and to all students of the future, to every Jewish boy and girl, if he will make an effort or she'll make an effort and really want to go in their path, they'll have the ability to live and be a student of Rabbi Kiva, a student of Shimba Yuchoi, by educating themselves, educating their friends, educating their surroundings to build the world, to build their surroundings, to bring into the world blessing and life. So we see in the above mentioned story that the source of these instructions that Rikiva gave us, Rishim Yechoi gave us, how to educate ourselves and how to, how to behave is from the Torah, from the written Torah, from the oral Torah, and which tells us also that everything that we need to learn, we need to take from Torah. The written Torah and the oral Torah. Whatever we need to know comes from Torah. Whatever they gave us is from Torah. So how to educate ourselves, how to educate our friends, how to influence the world, it's all there in the Torah. Rabbi Shalom Lipsker told me once that he wanted to study um, some secular wisdoms and uh, he, um, he asked her about it. Rabbi said, you should feel comfortable and feel secure and learning things from the G'day Yisrael, from the Jewish sages, it, it's all there. It's all there in the Torah. Um, actually, just talking to Dr. Einstein, he's a, he, has a, he has a PhD in, in physics, and I'm learning uh, the Gemara, which talks about the size of a circle being bigger, the size of how to convert a square into a circle in regards to the laws of Sukkah. And the Gemara has, and the Gemara has a whole formula of a square is a, a circle is quarter, uh, I'm sorry, the, the diagonal, um, what's it called? The diagonal of a square, what's it called? If, if you take a square and you go and you, and you measure the diagonal of the square, uh, so, 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 so the Gemara says it's 1.2. So Taisu says it's not exactly 1.2. And he proves it's not 1.2. 1, 1. And, and the way he proves it is a way that's not discussed by, by uh, those who have uh, written books on geometry throughout the ages and never given a, a, such a powerful and simple way that Tesis presents it. Tesis says it, it, it's, it's actually not, it's more than 1.2. How is it more than 1.2? Tesis says, if you take something, okay, we'll, do the, we'll do the geometry later, I guess. Fine, nothing about geometry. So, uh, but uh, if you're interested, no, I'll tell you later. But, but uh, so, so it's all there in the Torah. Whatever we need to know is in the Torah. But since there's a need to learn something new every day, and it's the need to bring something good, something good to the world, some brand new goodness to the world every day. So therefore, the Rebbe said, I made a suggestion and I made a request from every single person to memorize words of Torah. So that even if you don't have a book to look into, you can remember those things of the written Torah and the oral Torah, at least one verse or one saying of our sages, the one that you memorize, and it's in your memory, the more you memorize, the better. And then you should not just memorize it, but again, it should be translated to action in the way that you act, the way that, um, the way, way you influence your surroundings. And since, as from time to time, we have to add more and more. So in addition to all the verses and all this, this, the teachings of the sages that they better already mentioned that he wants people to memorize, it's worthwhile and it's appropriate to add um, two more verses Two more 
teachings of our sages, two more teachings of the Alter Rebbe, which are written in chapter 33 of Tanya, chapter 33 is significant because that's the chapter associated with Lagba'emer because Lagba'emer is the 33rd day of the Emer. When you'll know these things that we're going to learn, you memorize them, and in addition to what you've known and learned till now, this will illuminate your day, the, illuminate the day of the student, of the boy or the girl, and this will influence them and affect them to illuminate the world with mitzvahs, which are called candles, with Torah, which is called light, with Torah, with mitzvahs, with the Yiddishkeit, in order that the world should not be a desolate place. And the world should be a place that God says, this is my home. So by, by having these words of Torah memorized, wherever you go, you could repeat those words of Torah and you could, and you could translate the action, what action means to you on the spot. So we're going to learn things that are very actionable and very relevant. And, and, and the best thing is to memorize them so that we can actually take them with us wherever we go. And we could always bring this to our mind. Ah, I know this verse. This is what I need to do. Follow? Absolutely. You send me a text and I'll send it to you. You have my number? Okay, no problem. Okay, so what is this? So, so the Rebbe already taught six verses before this talk, and now I'm going to learn the second six verses. So therefore, I've given a suggestion, a request that they should add, in addition to all the things that were, that they memorized till now, more verses, more uh, teachings of our sages, which have a direct relevance to life. Which verse? They should learn the verse of the written Torah, the very first verse of the Torah. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. What's the theme of that verse? That God made the world, the heavens, and all that's in the heavens, and the earth that's all that's all that's in the earth. What? How is that relevant to our lives? When a Jewish, when a little boy or a little girl or older people, they they may be afraid when they see there's a big world out there, and there's things that aren't the way they're supposed to be. Like someone called me yesterday frantically, like all upset about what's going on in this in this country, in this city. So what are you supposed to look at when you see the world like that? Sounds familiar, yeah. So what are you supposed to do? The world looks like, in the language of the the world is desolate. And that's the meaning of this verse, to remember that there is a creator of the world, that God gave us the Torah. And he gave us the Torah so we should influence the world and to affect the world, everything that's um, in the earth and everything that's in the heaven. And so to speak, to influence God also, to bring to the world, world blessing and success. So the very first thing that we have to know is that God made the world. God makes the world. Yeah. And, uh, and and that gives us insight. When you see the world, it's not the way it's supposed to be. You have to realize, okay, so God made the world and he gave us the Torah. So we're able to actually change the world. We're able to change everything in the heaven and the earth. And uh, I wish I would have lived to see him this conversation with this lady yesterday. Um, that's, this is just a, such, a fun, such a fundamental and simple thing. I, got, well, I knew the verse, Rachel Bell Kim, I never thought what it, what it meant. That's what the verse is telling us. It's telling us, you know, that there is a creator of the world and he's given us a Torah. And with the Torah, you could change the entire world. Um, so therefore, okay, so that's the first message. First message is that, that God made the world and therefore we're able to influence and change it because God gave us the ability to influence and change the world and also influence and change God, so to speak. And therefore the children, the students, boys and girls should go to their parents and tell them the second verse that they also should memorize, which is a continuation to the Pasuk, the Pasuk is, you should teach your children. They should go to their father, go to their mother, and they should say, They should teach children, which the word children, the Gemara says, doesn't just mean literally your children, it means all it means your students. That they should teach 
as much as possible, more and more people, anyone, anyone who needs to learn Torah. And this learning, how should you learn the Torah? Should learn the Torah in a way that it says in the, in the verse, you should teach the Torah to your children when you sit in your house, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, and when you wake up. That means yeah. it's in you have to write. So, so what the message is that they should memorize the Torah and it should be engraved in their heart and mind, so that whenever they're so that so whatever they're involved in, when they're sitting at home or when they're on the road, when they're lying down, when they're getting up, even when they're going down to sleep, they should go to sleep with a word of Torah. When they wake up from their bed, they should wake up with a word of Torah. And when the children will ask their parents in the depth of their heart, as children, whenever they ask for something, they ask in the depth of their heart, it's certain that, certain that they, will be, they will be successful. And their parents will send their children in the summertime to camps where there's this atmosphere of Torah and they'll act in the way of Torah. And, regarding, and also regarding next year's um, uh, school year, they will sign their children up to schools where they'll learn Torah and mitzvahs and Judaism if their children will ask, their parents certainly will listen to them. That's the second message. The second verse that the Rebbe is adding, or the eighth verse of the 12th Sukkim, that Torah study shouldn't be something that you know, it should be something that you live with. When you go in your, in your road, every, you always should have something in Torah uh, on your mind. Whereas we had an ethics of our fathers last week, ethics of our fathers uh, last week, chapter three, says two people are sitting together and don't have words of Torah, uh, don't have words of Torah, it says it's a negative thing. So I, just, I saw the commentary say, Two of you are sitting together. They're not learning Torah. They're there to, to do whatever they're doing. But yet, a Jew is always supposed to learn Torah. No such thing as sitting together without learning Torah. They're, they're already sitting to do something else. We're not talking about making meetings on Torah. They're doing something else. So if a boy will remember that he wanted something in his life he shouldn't have done, he shouldn't be afraid. And he certainly, that shouldn't minimize his, his strength and stamina to do more Torah and do more mitzvahs. One second, here's, a, here's a question of the child. I think you have this question. I have this question too. Question is, I messed up. So what should I do after I messed up? How could I have the strength to, to continue doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I messed up? So what should you say to yourself when you know you've made a mistake and you don't feel like you can continue having the same resolve and learning Torah and doing mitzvahs because you know you, you made the mistake? So what should you do? You should learn in ninth verse of the 12 Torah passages, which is, someone says, I, have tr I haven't tried and I'm successful, don't believe him. So it's understood that if you don't find in yourself the sufficient power to act according to Torah, it's clear the reason why you don't find that power is because you're not trying. You didn't try as much as you could. Because as Misha says in the second section of this teaching, if someone says, I tried and it didn't, wasn't successful, don't believe him. But if someone says, I tried and I was successful, you do believe him. Because if you try, you'll certainly be successful. So that's the, the third message. Yeah, you're supposed to, that whenever you make a mistake, you might say to yourself, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. So the Torah says, don't say ever that you're done. If you try, to be successful. With my personally, my contemporaries, um, a lot of discussion is on the newsworthy events, the news, the uh, lot of negativity, uh, you know, what's going on in the world. How does Torah fit in with those discussions? Uh, you know, there's there's a great um, um, podcast that discusses Torah and, and, and events. Add that, add that to the text message you have to send me. And I'll send you. A... So that's that's the uh, uh, that's the message of the ninth verse of the Torah passage. A very powerful message on a personal level. What do you do when you messed up? You should know to yourself. You know that you could do this. If you try, you'll be successful. 
based upon what we've learned till now, that you're not supposed to be satisfied with yourself. You're supposed to influence others as well. A, a, a man influencing other men and a girl influencing other girls. And you, it, it, the, um, you have to do this with the same energy and the same heartsekite, the same full-heartedness, the same effort uh, that you do for yourself, do for others. As a Rekiva taught us another teaching, which is loving your fellow like yourself, this is the principle of Torah. You have to love your friend and your whole, all your surroundings in a way that just like yourself. The same way you like to love yourself, as Rekiva taught us, this is the most important principle of Torah. And just like you make an effort for yourself, and make an effort for someone else also. Okay, that is the uh, ninth verse. Now the tenth verse. So, 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 so the effort shouldn't just be for yourself. Effort should be for others as well. Then the next verse, we tell the child that all the things he does in Terimitzis are the most important mission that God gives the Jewish people. That's the whole reason you were born. The altar says in chapter 33 in Tanya that, that all the things we're talking about till now, um, this mission of Torah and Mitzvah, this is the whole reason you were created. And also there's a purpose that all the worlds were created. And why are they created? Because Hashem wants a home in the lowest realm. So the Torah and Mitzvah, that means the divine intent of creation is that a person should make from himself and from every detail in the world around him a place where God can have a home. Just like you live in your home, God should be there in that home and, and in the same way. And this involvement should be not just because you want to get it over with and just get it done, rather without any pleasure, rather the last verse of the 12 Torah passages says, as Alter says in Tanya, the last verse of the 12 Torah passages, you should do this. He says, you smack yourself, a Jew should rejoice. What should you, why should you rejoice, says Alter Rebbe? Anyone who is Jewish, to rejoice with the happiness of God, that God is happy in having a home in the lowest realm. That whatever is connected to Jewish people, doesn't matter what your situation was a day ago, what education you got a day ago or a moment ago, if you're Jewish, you have a special mission and that mission is to rejoice in God's joy. And why is God joyous? God is joyous because you're fulfilling his mission to make from yourself, make from your home, make from the world around you a home for Hashem, the term it's, it's in other words, in addition to the commandment on every single Jewish boy and girl, whether they're student, whether they're young in age or young in knowledge, to be doing all these things, that's the purpose of why you're created. You have another mission. That mission is think about this and bring this, this should bring you to great joy. Do all of this with, with um, not just your own joy, but do this with God's joy. God created heaven and earth, and He chose every single Jew to transform the world, make the world a home for Hashem. And bring joy to all those uh, we should also be in a state of great joy knowing that together with us first of all god is happy with this and by doing things with joy that brings a lot more energy and a lot more success and so we should memorize these things and we should uh this will illuminate our path and enable us to make this home for hashem yeah are there any books that talk about rabbi yeah, yeah, text me and I'll send it to you as well. <laughs> All right, any other questions? Uh, Zoomy people? I need a lot more knowledge to ask you an intelligent question. So I'm not, not at this point, but I want to know more about it. Okay. Yeah. Yenison and Observe and Feral. Great day. Yeah. David. 